Back here at 105.5 The Roar with Ben Milstead, Roy Philpott. Our second hour brought to you by Surgery Center at Pelham, offering a lower cost option to avoid a stay in the hospital and the capability to go home the same day. Surgery Center at Pelham for athletes and active people. Online at newkneereplacement.com. That is newkneereplacement.com. Our good friends at Surgery Center of Pelham, new sponsors here at the station. We appreciate their support and we encourage you to check them out as well at their website. 654-7627, our phone number on the Northland Communication phone lines. I don't want to open up a can of worms there with the baseball stuff, but you can agree or disagree all you want. You can scream until you're blue in the face. I'm just telling you what's going to happen in the next five years and what is happening right now. The commissioner is examining things in MLB to try to speed up the pace of play. Uh, that has happened, and that will be happening, I think, in a more uncomfortable way at the professional baseball level because, honestly, people don't have enough time to go to a baseball game and sit there for three and a half to four hours and watch the pitching coach and then the manager come up to the mound, make the change. You, you, you exchange five or six different pitchers out of your bullpen in a seven to six kind of contest and guys are stepping out of the box, adjusting themselves, adjusting the gloves. I know that's how they've always done it, but that's not how they will continue to do things because timing and the length of games and the pace of play in all sports is vital. It is honestly, if you were to sit down and you were to talk to television executives, uh, professional sports league commissioners, I think if you just sat down and talked to a Dabo about it as a head coach and the length of some of these games, they would all tell you, if you ask them, what's your number one concern in your sport going forward? I think more times than not, the answer you would get would be pace of play, the length of games and some of the ways that some of these contests have been extended for such a long period of time. It is a big-time concern across the board at all levels of sports. 654-ROAR. Michael and Spartanburg's up with us next. Michael, good afternoon. You're on the air. Hey, Roy, was that Soundgarden you were playing opening up the segment? That is correct. And uh, rest in peace, Chris Cornell. We, we kind of gave him a moment of silence last week, but obviously uh, we, we lost a great one last week. Well, his, his songs and or you know Soundgarden songs definitely have new meaning now after what happened. I uh, I was fortunate. I, I've seen Pearl Jam many times, Stone Temple Pilots. I've even seen Jerry Cantrell. But uh, Chris Cornell was the one guy from grunge era I never was able to see. So rest in peace for sure. Roy, I'm a over optimistic Clemson fan in all sports. Um, I know that that our baseball team has kind of fallen short here these last few weeks, but they haven't played awful. And I think the trend that happened in a couple of these games was they left a lot of runners on base. That has not been a consistent trend throughout the year. So that doesn't really worry me too much. I'm very optimistic that Beer and Jackson are uh, swinging, swinging the bat much better. And um, I, I hope that we can make a run in the ACC tournament. I want to ask you, what do you think this team looks like next year? Who's graduating? Who do you think is going to leave early? And also... I think if the Gamecocks are going to get in to a regional, I think they've got to win the SEC tournament. I just want to get your thoughts. Hope you guys have a great day. Michael, thank you. We appreciate the uh, the phone call. Clemson baseball on the recruiting front has done very well. You know that you got Seth Beer back next season. I believe Pat Crawl's out of the mix. He'll graduate and move on. You're going to lose some other key pieces, but I, I don't think you're falling in the ACC pecking order. I think it'll be fine. On the South Carolina front, before we kind of get into that a little bit more, the Gamecocks have painted themselves into an SEC corner. They're not making a regional. 
unless they win the SEC tournament. And it becomes very interesting and somewhat ironic because that program, this entire millennium, really, I mean, the, the last 15 years, 16 years, has placed no emphasis on the SEC tournament at all. I mean, it's all been about what happens after the fact. So, I mean, they're in kind of a rarefied air situation where they're they're not used to, okay, we actually got to go here and play well. And so I, I, I'm shocked that their season has come to this. Clark Schmidt's injury, I think, has been obviously critical. And then on the back end of the bullpen, you haven't had a lot of health there. You know, we've talked about that a little bit in recent weeks, but that team is more talented than what it has shown. So uh, based off of that, even without Schmidt, it's more difficult, but it, it's still doable to go and at least make some kind of, of mini run at the SEC tournament. But they just, it would be a complete about face from what they typically do. Years right. that they won the national championship, I, I want to say that they were eliminated fairly early in the SEC tournament and, and they kind of leave Hoover and they're like, bah, you know, it is what it is. It, it wasn't a big deal. And they were generally fine in postseason play. But this year, they got to win it. They got to win it to be able to advance. They, they didn't win an SEC series against anybody basically since mid-March. I mean, so they, they struggled this year. I've been surprised by it. Did they play uh, play Vandy tomorrow at 1030? So if they don't win, their baseball season is over at 130 tomorrow. I mean, before most people are even playing, their season is over if they don't win tomorrow. And it's a it's a it's just a strange, strange situation. And then to see you know, to see Georgia go to Columbia and take two out of three, and you know, they've had injuries and I give them that. A lot of teams have had injuries. I just when you know what you're playing for, you know you're not only playing for postseason, you're probably probably playing for your head coach. Uh to lose two out of three, that's at home at a hard pill to swallow. Well, that was my next question for you as the established college baseball expert that you are here at the station. Yeah. Trusted insider Ben Milstead for all South Carolina baseball questions. Does he return next season? Does Chad Hall Holbrook uh, come back next year? Assuming South Carolina does not win the SEC tournament. I try to avoid <laughs> understanding how Carolina fans feel about their baseball program. Not that I don't. I, there is some truth to that because I really i am just kind of indifferent to the whole situation. It sure sounds like like they're like they're they're going to have to make a change. I always say this whenever there's the potential to do something like this in any sport at any school. It always comes down to as well. You know, if you're considering firing your head coach, well, who else can you get? The answer in Columbia, I would think, would be anybody you want. Pretty much. The stadium, the facilities, the tradition, this decade. And they've won two national championships, nearly won a third under the former head coach who's now the athletic director, and Ray Tanner. I, if that job came open, you know, Virginia Tech just came open. I think Tennessee came open. Really, it would be the pinnacle position available in college baseball. So if that's the case, I, I would think that they would look at making a change and getting away from Chad Holbrook because it just, you know, it it hasn't worked out up to this point the way that I'm sure even Ray Tanner envisioned. That would be my my, my guess. But no, South Carolina's got to win the SEC tournament, I think, to make the NCAA tournament. Other players, I think, that, that could leave Clemson. I mean, Beer is back. We know that. Uh, Rudy Cox will be gone. He's done a great job at first base this year. 
Chase Pender now as a junior, I could see him being a pretty good draft pick and maybe having the option to leave. I, I don't know if he will, but I would think that that would be on the table. Uh, Alex Eubanks is a redshirt sophomore. Maybe he could be given that same deal. You know, maybe he has a chance. Uh, Charlie Barnes, uh, as a junior now, would be draft eligible. Do I think those guys are premium picks? I don't. Could one or two uh, have their interest peaked enough to where, you know, maybe that's a possibility? Maybe. Uh, Patrick Andrews will also be gone. But it, they've recruited well enough, and there's enough talent returning led by Beer to where, you know, I, I think you would be in a pretty good spot next season. You, you'd be picked upper echelon of the ACC. I think. You with me on that? I am with you on that. Do you lose Chris Williams? I think Chris Williams think? is gone too. Yeah, I would think yeah. so. Um, yeah, because he was a transfer if well, he's, he's a junior. He's a junior, so technically he could come back. Yeah, then he probably, if he comes back, I mean, offensively, you ought to be. I, I was thinking about that actually over the weekend that on paper, and we know paper never lies, on paper, you should have a better team than next year than you have this year uh, because, you know, you don't have a freshman at, soft, at, at shortstop. Now you have a you know, a, a sophomore who has a whole season under his belt, and you still have Seth Beer. There's a guy, there's a kid coming in, and his name escapes me, that is sort of in that Seth Beer, Logan Davidson mold. You know, they're, they're uh, like really, really high on him if, if he doesn't get taken up, swallowed up in the draft, and that's where you got to hold your breath here in a couple of weeks. But, uh, you, but you know, losing Pat Crawl is a big deal. Stay healthy though in in the bullpen and let their you know let you you can be encouraged by what you've seen with some of these younger guys in the bullpen. Even though the bullpen as a whole has struggled here down the stretch, you've seen some guys that they've kind of held here to the end that they're they're starting to get in there and they look okay. You know for for short periods of time, they're only better next year. You would you would assume. Well, Do- Davidson, I think, will be a lot better next year, consistency-wise. Beer, sure. who's who's ended up having a really good year, I think, uh, is going to understand the lay of the land that much better. I mean, it's just you, you pinch yourself. You get one more season with him. So you're going to have a strong nucleus to build around again. And and I would think next year's team is kind of in the same ballpark as this one, which you know the, the book on this year's squad is, is yet to be completed. Final chapters have yet to be written, and, and those could change dramatically over the course of the next two weeks. I mean, you got the ACC tournament this week. NCAA play begins June 1. We're hoping that Clemson's going to be a host, so they get a couple of games here. Based off what happened last season when Oklahoma State stormed through the Clemson Regional, then the South Carolina Super Regional, you know, th- this team's got a lot of experience back from what happened, and I think they're going to be better prepared than ever before to be able to deal uh, with some of that pressure. And, you know, of course, you need to win, I think, a game up in Louisville to clinch a hosting spot in the minds of the committee. And I, you know, I think there's a decent chance they're going to be able to do that up at Louisville. So a lot of things can change between now and the start of next season, primarily whatever happens here in the next two weeks, which are, you know, they're coming up rather quickly. It's, it's hard to believe 56 games in the books. They've played 56. I mean, yesterday we were up there. We did our preseason Clemson baseball spectacular. Doesn't seem that long ago. I can reach out and touch that right now. And we, we, we talk with D-Rad. We talk with every coach. We talk with Seth and with Pat. It was fantastic. I was that was yesterday, but no, fifty six games have transpired since we did that. 
Unbelievable how quickly time passes by these days, man. It just it blows my mind, and I'm not comfortable with it whatsoever. I don't like it. I, I want to be 15 again. <laughs> pace of play is a problem, but pace of season is not. <laughs> right, right. It's just it, it's it's absolutely flown by. If Holbrook is fired, I would think that South Carolina would have its pick of of the litter with experienced head coaches, even at other Power Five schools that are interested in making the leap to Columbia. I mean, in that conference with those facilities and that tradition, there's no doubt in my mind. I think a lot of people are wondering, wondering, would Monty Lee consider making that move? And I think the answer there is no. I don't think that he would. But I think anybody else, and if I was South Carolina, look, I would probably reach out to Monty Lee. I'd probably reach out to him. I I don't think he's going to return those overtures. Anybody else that's out there, I, I think would be on the table and would be foolish to not consider going there to take that job, right? I, I agree with you. It's one of the, I think most coaches would consider that one of the premier spots in college baseball. And, you know, there's a lot of lot of reasons, I like you said, for them to be considered that way. The I was just thinking how many good coaches there are in the SEC, though. And if you start looking at successful Power 5 coaches, you're going to start ACC, SEC. Do you... Do you dare try to take someone from your own conference to to make the move? I mean, you could consider it. I, 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 I you know, it kind of goes against the grain of the league. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's happened before. I don't think that would happen here. I mean, you could also look at the up and coming assistant. But I mean, the job is so prestigious. You would think that you would be better than that, unless there's just a guy that you know is ready to make that jump and has all the built-in recruiting ties, yada, yada, yada. And I, I think that job is better than that. So, again, I, I'm thinking a Power 5 established school somewhere, if they fired Chad Holbrook, you, you make a couple of those calls and you bring them in for interviews because they would be foolish uh, not to do that. Not to do that. That Carolina fan says, Monty Lee this year, 4-8 and eight versus ranked teams. Chad Holbrook's 4-9, same coach, don't want him. I don't think that's the case. You don't want him. I don't think you that's the case. You wouldn't trade right now, today. You wouldn't help him pack his U, his U-Haul and move. I think most Carolina fans would. I call would. BS on that. Yeah. I'm just sorry. <laughs> I think most Carolina fans would. I, I tend to agree. Uh, on the text line, from the 864, rule change for baseball. Only three stoppages to play the meet at the mound game. Only three pitchers per game per team speeds up the game by eliminating so many pitching changes and sparks more offense. That's Matt in, Gre- uh, in Greenville. Yeah, that, that's part of it. I, to me, I would like to see the amount of time between pitches greatly reduce to actually honor the pitch clock that's you know in play, I guess, in college baseball in some leagues. And you know to identify that in Major League Baseball as well, and I mean tremendously speed that up. And then also from a batter's perspective, you're not allowed to hop out of the box as many times as you do right now. It, it, you do that, and that immediately changes the total time it takes to play just one game. I mean, off the top of my head, how, how much would it reduce it by? I, I mean, I think it could be by as many as 10 minutes or so. And then the more it's in force, perhaps even more than that, that starts to add up in a very real way over time. And then what we're talking about, the pitching change certainly could be something – you could reduce the time and create a sense of urgency in between innings. We're not talking about getting rid of the notion you got to get 27 outs to get the win. I don't think that's ever going to change, but baseball needs to find a way 
to speed up. And uh, you can say, I don't want it, but I'm telling you, it doesn't really matter what you want. It. That's what the league is going to want. It's what it does want. It's what the television networks want. They're the ones paying the bills on all this. That's honestly the only thing that really matters. I don't, I don't think a lot of people realize that in 2017 of really who is, is calling the shots. If ESPN is paying a, a league one point something million, billion dollars per year to be able to broadcast that league, they get a say in what's happening. If Fox does the same thing with a Big Ten or with college football or whatever, they get a say in what's happening, right? The main boosters at all these schools across the country that are paying millions of dollars of, uh, a year uh, to help support these uh, you know, organizations, these fundraising organizations like IPTE, whether we like it or not, they get a say in what's happening. Whoever's paying the bills has control to a certain extent. I, that's one of the first things dear old dad taught me back in the day. Son, whoever makes the money has the power. That's just, that's life 101. That's life 101. So, but, but see, I think the network is are part of the problem in, especially in football. They are part of the problem. Yes. Yes. Um, by, by not staggering out commercials in the, in the, in the best way possible. You're going to see that change this year in the NFL. The NFL is already addressing that with its network partners and how they go through their commercials. They're going to change that. Good. Cause I, I, you know, doing what I do for in college football, I'm like, I, I see this coming. You know, I, why do you take a, why do you have to take a timeout before the kickoff and then the timeout right. after the kickoff? I think you're going to you see know, that and, change. And, and, and I mean, and I know the reason why, but things like that, to me, that's what's frustrating about the, about the game. Um, but I don't, back to baseball though, there are little things you can do to speed it up, but, I don't know that you can speed it up enough to make everybody happy. Well, I think you can. I think you can. Let's talk about that coming up. 654-7627. The Northland Communication phone line's open for business. Give us a buzz. Back with more here at 105.5 The Roar. You can be the spark. To bring light where there was dark. To leave an everlasting mark. To walk. To reflect. To run. To ride. To remember. And to bark. To create an inspiring landmark. To, to complete, complete the, the Cancer Survivors Park. The Cancer Survivors Park is located in downtown Greenville, between Falls Park and Cleveland Park. Be the spark. Give today and remember always at cancersurvivorspark.org. Anything that's made just for you is a perfect fit, right? Like a tailored suit. It fits your measurements. No one else's. That same kind of fit is exactly what Engineered Sleep strives for. A mattress made just for you, built to your sleeping patterns and habits. What could be more important than a good night's rest? Engineered Sleep wants to make it a perfect night's rest. If after a couple of weeks you find it's not perfect, Engineered Sleep will adjust it until it is. Visit their location at 627 Congaree Road to see the process. Learn how your mattress is made. By manufacturing your custom-made mattress at their factory, you're saving money because there is no middleman. Factory to you. And you can score a significant discount by picking up your mattress instead of having it delivered. Engineered sleep. It's not mattress shopping. It's an experience. 
If you're a CDL driver looking for a proven company to work for, High Cotton Transportation is looking for you. High Cotton is a family-owned company, has doubled in size over the past two years, and they need quality drivers now. Round-trip dedicated, local low overnight stays, 40 cents per mile, earn monthly bonuses, and more. With a 100% track record with highly reputable and recognizable companies, High Cotton Transportation is a safe bet for your career. Email your qualifications to recruiting at highcottontransport.com or call 864-540-8194. In life, finding quality in anything can sometimes be difficult. Custom Collision would like for you to know that there are still a few places out there where quality matters. You can rest assured that at Custom Collision, not only will you be impressed with the quality of the finished product, but you will experience the quality of service that is unmatched. From taking care of your rental to handling the insurance, Custom Collision is there for you. Custom Collision, when quality counts. 231-6900 or online at customcollisioninc.com. Hi, this is Coach Dabo Sweeney. You know, when it comes to buying or servicing a vehicle, I always choose Toyota of Easley for their great selection, affordable prices, and outstanding customer service. Toyota of Easley is a family-owned business, and in all the years I've been a customer, I've always been treated like family. I encourage you to visit Toyota of Easley if you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle or in need of service. Toyota of Easley is all in, and their name means a great deal. Hey, y'all. Caleb here from Local Q. Did you know we offer amazing monthly specials in addition to some of the best barbecue in Greenville? Every month, our chefs collaborate to create four unique menu items, including an entree, sandwich, and dessert. More of a traditionalist? Come in and try our house-smoked wings with one of our five bold barbecue sauces. So if you're hungry as a hippo, join us at 30 Orchard Park Drive, Suite 7, or check out our menu at www.localq.com. Remember, Local Q is 21 and up at all times, so don't forget your valid ID. Human Technologies Incorporated can save your company time and money. How? They'll create a custom solution for your company's need. Organizational? Yes. Manufacturing? Absolutely. Employment? You bet. They can help you find new team members or launch and manage a startup. They'll help train and build your team. Human Technologies Incorporated is ready to hit the ground running for you. Let HTI bring the solutions to your problems. Visit any of our upstate offices in Seneca, Malden, Anderson, and Spartanburg or log on to htijobs.com. As a business, you want a clean facility for your customers, your staff, and your guests. Turn to the best in the industry, Jan Pro. You are hiring a company whose staff is certified, not just trained. They're insured and bonded, and they go through an intense five-week certification program. They're local business owners growing the local economy, and they can do more than just cleaning. You'll be more than satisfied with the Jan Pro team on your team. You'll be amazed. Call Jan Pro today at 458-3053. Randy Strickland and Greg Wells of Kiwi Financial Group have been serving the upstate for almost 60 years. They take pride in building successful investment, insurance, and retirement strategies to ensure financial peace of mind for you, your family, and your business. As independent advisors, they're not bound by expensive proprietary plans, but they can offer you successful strategies and options that suit your financial goals. Kiwi Financial Group in Clemson. Call them today at 654-5043 or go online at kiwifg.com. Five-star talents with two-star looks. We are WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Our second hour continues. Rain on the way here in upstate South Carolina. Be safe out there. 
mentioned it earlier. I was driving back from Charlotte yesterday, and it was just pouring rain for hours. I saw a bunch of wrecks on Interstate 85. Give yourself some extra time. Slow down. You don't need to tailgate people. I don't understand people who tailgate. It's kind of like I don't understand people that still smoke. It's, it's so disgusting, and it's so bad for you. And you know that it's killing you. Why, why would you do it? I mean, fewer people than ever before are doing it because we're now smarter. Smoking or tailgating? <laughs> Both. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just stop doing it. I don't tailgate. You're somebody who's tailgating me yesterday on the interstate. I'm in the middle lane. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of flirting with the speed limit a little bit. But with the rain coming down, I'm slowing down more than what I normally would. I mean, you don't need to ride my rear end on this thing, man. It's, it's too much. You're, you're, you're making me nervous. And that's not a good way to drive. So if you're out there, give yourself some extra time. It's okay to do that. And why is your hair on fire to get to every single place you got to go to today? Give yourself some extra time. It's your little PSA for the afternoon. Uh, 654-7627, the phone number, the Northland Communication phone lines. Uh, talk a little bit more baseball here. I, I also, I mentioned this in our first segment, the Athlon stuff, I, I don't respect that publication for whatever reason. I'm not buying some of these coaches' quotes we're going to do our homework on this with our 73-member uh, crack research team here at 105.5 The Roar. I want to give you some of these and then poke fun and poke holes into what's being said and some of the preseason thoughts on these ACC and SEC squads. So stay tuned for that. As we went out to our last break, Ben mentioned, well, some of these changes in baseball are good, but it's not going to make that big of a difference. When we're talking about the total amount of time that it takes to play a Major League Baseball game, we're not talking about reducing that time by 60 or 90 minutes. We're talking about, I think initially, about 10 minutes. And then you go from there. How can you quicken the game to get it more doable and and where you know every game is different and you know the old saying in baseball you go to the ballpark you see something you've never seen before and there's a lot of truth in that but I think you're trying to get it just more conformed to where you know if you're playing a game in two and a half hours that's a pretty good amount of time to play a baseball game you go to the ballpark maybe get there early for BP and then you're out of there at a reasonable time and it also makes the network executives happy because you kind of know what you're dealing with you don't have these games and filter in you know, four hours long. And that it's not as big of an issue, I think, right now in MLB is what it what it has been in the past. You're playing the baseball 1999 and all these home runs and these 11 to 10 tilts, it lasts a little bit longer. I'm just shaving a little bit of time off initially, and then we'll see where it goes there. But it's about the pace of play as well to keep those precious millennials attentive in all these games never understood why we give so much emphasis to the younger generation, too. You, may, you get older, you make more money, you have more time to sit there and watch these things, right? How come you're not catering to us? I make more money now than what I did when I was 20, and yet all these television executives are trying to cater to these college students that don't have any money. Well, what are they going to do? They can't help you out. They can't go and spend their, their dollars on a brand new uh, Lexus or something. You ever thought about that? We'll put that on the shelf. But you're not a millennial, yet you're bothered by the pace of that's play. true and so my attention span that's another part of it as well i'm 41 i'm generation x i think the pace of play bothers me because my attention span is is awful i mean it's awful here on the show we, we could have a planned out topic for 15 minutes and you say one thing and we go in a completely different direction squirrel <laughs> so pace of play just keeping viewers even in baseball where it's not necessarily a necessity 
just kind of keeping you more entertained and more enthralled in what's going on. I think a 10-minute reduction would be a fairly good start. And so to me, and Ben, I think most importantly in the eyes of network executives, that's significant. 10 minutes would be significant. And over the course of 162 games, that's that's a lot of time that you're shaving off these contests. I don't not watch baseball every night because uh, because it's three and a half hours versus not watching it because it's three hours. Um, I'm, I mean, that's not the that's not the primary reason I'm not watching. I, I want to say shut your mouth, but I can't. But shut your mouth. <laughs> But the pace of play, I do understand that. It, that does get frustrating, especially in Major League Baseball. Well, think about it. The, I mean, Adjusting think, the gloves. Think about it in college baseball, too, where the, the head coach walks out of the dugout, and, I mean, he it, it ain't walking. It's like he's crawling out of there. You're like, really? Or, or what Virginia kind of goes yeah. to at times. And Clemson's going to get that coming up Friday morning. It's weird to say Friday morning, but they play at 11 o'clock. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I mean, that, let's start there. Even in Major League Baseball and in college baseball, let's get rid of the slow stroll to the mound. Or you know what? If you're going and you're the head coach, yeah, you, you get a limited amount of times that you could do that in nine innings. Yeah, put them on a timer. Put them on a I timer. Mean, literally, put them on a timer. Uh, time from the time from the uh, dugout. Ump hits the clock. All right, you got 30 seconds to go plead your case. Go sit down. No catcher. You can't go out there and talk to him after your your coach goes and sits down. You can't have an infield meeting. Sit down. He should have had his bullpen ready before now. So uh, let, let's start Play by ball. eliminating those nuances, which mm-hmm. stink. Right. Which are just, you know, when because you know, you think about it, and maybe it gives you some time to go to the concession stand. And if you're at Louisville, you can go grab a beer when you're watching your collegiate baseball team. You can't really do that here, but maybe it gives you some time to go to the concession stand. But you know, when you see somebody stroll out of the dugout at a snail's pace, you kind of look at your buddy sitting next to him like, hey, you know, hey, what, what's going on? Uh, what, what are you doing after the game? What, what you got right. going on later on this week? And you kind of just completely obliterate the game itself because you know you've got like three and a half minutes to kill before the action returns to the diamond. I, that kind of stuff is garbage. And that's what I don't like. And that's what I want to change initially. And, and then I'm going to proceed in a very cautious and prudent manner with other ways on how I can reduce the total times of these games. Yeah, pace of play in other sports really doesn't bother me. For me, it's just baseball. And and I agree, there there are things that you keep it moving where I'm less likely to flip the, flip the channel. Uh even the, you know, even the breaks in between innings, you have to have those. In college, you know, our, our commercial breaks are like a minute long. It's not the it's not the end of the world. And and I don't know that there's anything you can do about that. I mean, you well, think about this. What what if you made it Hey, you got 70 seconds. As soon as whatever happens at the end of a particular inning or half inning, you've got 70 seconds to get that first pitch out. That's not a lot of time. There could be some issues with that, and maybe it's more like 85 seconds. With all of the exchanges between innings, immediately you could shave off all kinds of time, right? All kinds of time if you try to do that. 654-7627-654. Roar. Minor league baseball kind of has to go through the same deal, too. There's college baseball, minor leagues, MLB, high school, AAU, Legion Ball, all these kinds of things. Get another call in this segment. John joins us. John, good afternoon. You're on the air. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, 
I played uh, minor league ball for about two years, and so I, I understand what you're saying. I agree with it. But one thing you've got to understand, too, is if you speed the game, if you rush your pitchers, uh, your, your DHs, uh, you see a lot of injuries when you do that. Yeah. Um, a lot of the pace of the game is by the coach uh, or by the team because we played certain teams and we knew it was going to be a longer game. Uh, I really don't think, you know, you, how, do you, how do you temper that? I mean, I, you, you can't really tell anybody, okay, you have to run from the dugout to the pitcher's mound. You know, that's, uh, it's, it's baseball. It's been that way for 112 years, and it's going to be that way to the end, I guess. But I'll, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I, I hate sitting three and a half hours, but when I go to a Clemson game, you know, I'm just in the moment, so I don't really realize how much time it takes. But um, me personally, I, I just I don't see how you can shorten it. John, we appreciate the perspective. Thank you. And I, I would say this. Let's be careful in suggesting that we've done something one way for more than a century, so we have to continue to do it that way for the next century. I, I, I would say to me, it's not meaningless. It does mean something, but that, do, that still doesn't mean it's the right way to do it. I mean, a lot of things have changed here just in this decade. So uh, the coach's perspective and how the coach dictates what's happening on the field is a part of this, and how can you curtail that in some way? Not easy to do outside of just having a clock. And on the text line coming in from the 864, Tammy and Seneca, what happens if you don't beat the clock? I don't know. Then maybe the hitter starts to count. Uh, Strike with one. A, or, well, or ball one. Ball one. Right. That, that would be one way to do it. Or maybe, you know, after three times, something else happens. I, I'm not sure. That, that would be a new rule, and baseball's not used to new rules. We don't like new rules introduced in baseball. I'm not telling you it wouldn't be awkward, and it's not going to be a transition of sorts. It would be both. And I'm also here to tell you that's okay. It hasn't been done like that for the last 100 years. At some point in this century, it's, it's not going to be done like that uh, moving forward. It's just not. Now, part of me, there is something romantic about going to the ballpark, and you take the kids, and it's the middle of the summer, and it's lax. That's how it should be. You know, that's, that's not such a bad thing. Baseball is like that, and we won't. We don't want to get rid of the concept of the notion twenty-seven outs and it's untimed. I, I don't want to remove that, but we're fooling ourselves if we don't believe that we can make this thing much more nice and tidy. And you're fooling yourself if you believe that's not important in 2017. It's important now. It's really important now, and in the next decade, it's going to be that much more important because our attention span is even less. <laughs> I wanna, and there's more stuff going on that we can do outside of watching the sport, outside of going to the sport. Right? That's what you want to try to prevent if you're a fan of MLB in any sport. Again, this applies for college football. In the next couple of years, by the end of this decade, you're not going to see four-and-a-half-hour football games anymore in college football. You're just not going to see it. They're not going to allow it. They're going to they're gonna adapt the NFL rules, and these games are going to fall in this three- to three-and-a-half-hour window 99% of the time. So it's not just baseball. We're talking. I'm not just picking on baseball. I love baseball. Love baseball. I don't think you do. <laughs> tell me. And shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Tell me if you agree with this, though. For me, college baseball, the pace of play is not that big of a deal to me. I tend to notice it more in Major League Baseball, yet the length of games seem to be about the same. Yeah. And I'm, So I'm trying to think of what would be different. Maybe the number of pitchers that you use in college. 
uh, more visits to the mound. I think more visits to the mound. But but in general, pitcher and maybe maybe because I'm I'm skewed a little bit by what Clemson has done over the years and being a, more of a, a fat an up tempo pitching team. Um, but I just I don't notice it as much in college for whatever reason. But it has to be about the same because the length of time, you know, like I say, length of games is about the same. QCT chiming in from the Queen City. I went to a Charlotte Knights game recently, and the pitch clock seems to work pretty well to speed things up. Rule says, quote, a ball will be called in the count when a pitcher fails to start his windup or reach the set position within 20 seconds after having possession of the ball on the mound. Good start. And I think that that rule's in place on a lot of different levels of baseball, but it's not necessarily enforced. And that's something that also must be addressed. 654-ROAR is our number. The North End Communication phone lines. Second hour rolls right along here at 105.5. The Roar after this. Unfiled tax returns, payroll tax problems, IRS levies, liens, garnishments, audits. Call the local lawyer who looks out for you and will get you the result you deserve. David Green at the Green Law Firm. Call for a free consultation at 271-7940. Grab a big bow box and feed the whole group with a 12-piece tailgate special stuff for chicken biscuits, fixings, and tea. Now just $24.99 for a limited time. Bojangles, it's bow time. Hi, it's Monty Lee. My first season as Clemson baseball coach was sure exciting. We were ACC champs, made possible by great efforts by the whole team, and maybe a little luck. When you talk to the folks at Blue Ridge Security Solutions about residential or commercial security, luck is not part of the equation. These are serious professionals, each one well-trained for a specific role. Technology is always evolving, and Blue Ridge Security Solutions will be right on top of it. Did you hear about their video doorbell? BlueRidgeSecuritySolutions.com. Serious security. Memorial Day sale at Simmons Mattress Outlet is starting a week early so you can enjoy your holiday and still save on a new mattress. Beginning Friday, May 19th through Memorial Day weekend, save up to 50% on select Beautyrest and Serta mattresses. Take an extra 10% off our lowest sale price on every in-stock mattress, even those not on sale. And at Simmons Mattress Outlet, the box spring is still free. May 19th through the 29th at Simmons Mattress Outlet in Seneca. Located in the old Walmart across from Chick-fil-A. Finding great candidates to hire can be, well, like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along. Which is why you should try ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter is different. It doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. With its powerful technology, ZipRecruiter distributes your job everywhere it needs to be to find the right candidates. In fact, over 80% of jobs on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just one day. So, while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, only ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Used by businesses of all sizes, ZipRecruiter offers the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com score. That's ZipRecruiter.com score. For your free trial, ZipRecruiter.com score. Elkmont Trading Company in Clemson is your locally owned outfitter, women's boutique, shoe store, gourmet foods, and home goods store. From candles and dresses to tents and fly fishing gear, Elkmont has it. Elkmont offers clothing and gear for an outdoor lifestyle, so come in and get ready for summer with a stand-up paddleboard or kayak from Jackson, Perception, or Wilderness Systems. Elkmont has the area's best selection and rentals for you to try before you buy. 
But folks, you already know all this about Elkmont. But what you might not know is that they have recently opened a craft beer bar and restaurant featuring 16 taps of the area's best locally crafted beer and great food as well. Craft beer, excellent food, all that's missing is you. Elkmont is located at the Highway 93 exit off Highway 123 across from Bojangles. And remember, folks, if you haven't been to Elkmont, you haven't been to Clemson. Roy Philpott on WCCP. I'll do my job. You people better start doing yours. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Second hour continues back at 105.5 The Roar. Hanging out with Ben Milstead, Roy Philpott. You know the number. Give us a call. Talking some college baseball, pace of play, length of games, all that good stuff. More on that coming up here in this segment. Overcast Monday afternoon. Milstead finally did it today. Upper management coming through in the clutch for like the first time in about a month and a half, if not Mm. longer. Maybe more like a year and a half. He finally has hooked me up with the protein coffee. From Complete Nutrition. Online at CompleteNutrition.com. Three upstate locations. Spartanburg, Greenville, Anderson. Check them out. Uh, To meet the fitness goals, to lose some weight, to feel better. I'm holding it right here in my hand. The protein coffee. You tell me what this does for me because I can't wait. I'm not a coffee guy. I do like the mocha frap, the iced coffee stuff, the the, kind of coffee ices. Explain to our listeners what the protein coffee can do for them because I, I want to know. I want to take it. I want to feel the benefits again from another product from Complete Nutrition. Well, if you're a coffee drinker uh, and you feel like you've got to have it anyway, and so many of us, myself included, kind of addicted to coffee, uh, to the caffeine, you might as well have coffee that tastes out of this world and has protein in it. So the uh, the protein coffee there... A serving is has two shots of espresso and twenty one grams of protein. So for your for your workouts and stuff, twenty one grams of protein that's perfect. And you're going and really, you know, with it, it's good for you. Tell you the truth, it just tastes great. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just cut to the chase. It's not going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of healthy benefits to it. It just tastes great. And I was so excited. I went by the Anderson store yesterday right across from the Anderson Mall. I said, I've got a guy i got to sell on this. Do you have any samples of the protein coffee? Can you hook a brother up? And it originally said, no, we don't. And then he said, oh, wait a minute. I do. I was so excited. It made my afternoon yesterday knowing that I could bring that to you and uh, and you could enjoy. So I'm anxious to see. Your 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 response did have a caller earlier. Uh, John went by Complete Nutrition in Anderson last week. Tried the Prime Drive. Going to start with that. Called back today. Has lost two pounds. There we go. Said he did six hours of yard work Thank Saturday you. with energy that he hasn't had in a long time. It's a beautiful part about Prime Drive. It'll do that for you. It'll wake you up a little bit. Complete wake you up, nutrition. Give you that energy yeah. without the rush, without the uh, without the. The uh, the crash afterwards, it's just a very natural feeling product, and just go by there. It's a great starting point 
for the Complete Nutrition products. Online at CompleteNutrition.com, East Blackstock Road in Spartanburg, Woodruff Road in Greenville, North Main Street, across from the Anderson Mall in the Electric City. Go by and see our good friends at Complete Nutrition. Once again, online at CompleteNutrition.com. On our text line from the 864, it's not the length of games that bore people, Roy and Ben. It's the number of games. A single game aside from postseason is relatively meaningless in baseball. It's why football is so popular. People watch the majors, not the regular tournaments, et cetera. And golf, people that are baseball guys will be there whether the game is 10 minutes or five hours. It's the other population that matters. In football, if you lose a game, you could be done. Wake Forest matters here in Clemson. Lose to them, you may be out. In baseball, you can get swept by an ACC team and you can still host a regional. I would be so curious to see if at some point in the future we experience contraction when it comes to the number of games in any sport. And in theory, the answer is that would be impossible because if you lose games, you lose money. And we're not in the business in big-time collegiate or professional athletics of losing money. We're making money, more money. And if you're not making more, it feels like you're losing money. Uh, if you slice, let's say, the Major League Baseball schedule from 162 games to 100 games, all that gate revenue, all the televised games that are out there, which is basically every single one, the advertising revenue, all that dissipates. It goes away. Athletes aren't making as much money. General managers aren't making as much money. Team presidents and owners aren't making as much money. Honestly, if you did that, the pressure on the consumer, on the ticket buyer, would probably escalate because prices would go up. Yeah, the games would be more compelling because you can't lose as many games in a in a 100-game season as 162 and still make the playoffs. There's more of a sense of urgency. So I, I think you would get a better product conceivably, but you would price yourself out of the market. So you can't, you know, that that's kind of the world that we live in. I don't think that world changes. Additionally, if you reduce the number of games, even by 10 or 20, the perception of that would be so difficult to overcome. I, perception is reality, unfortunately, in 2017 because of social media and the way we cover events and sports and leaks. So the perception of contraction, I think, would be devastating. I, you could never go down that road, I don't believe. It's what needs to happen, but I agree with you. It, it will never happen. You you lose the gate sales, then TV contracts get renegotiated. Clubs make less money, meaning that players have to make less money, and we all know that's not ever going to happen. You you can't go to the players and say, we're cutting the season by 15%, therefore everyone's salary gets cut 15% across the board. It just would never fly. I think in back, though, in the NBA, 2011-12 season, you know, was shortened by a lockout ended up being a I think 65 game season regular season. It was one of the better NBA seasons in recent memory and I think it's because we every game felt like it mattered a little bit more and it was just the perfect length of time for me when it was at 65 66 games versus 82. And that's um, the NBA, that's basketball and, and that which is much faster paced. Yeah, so I mean but the NBA regular season's way too long and in baseball of course of course, is way too long. 654 Roar. Matt joins us next. Matt, good afternoon. You're on the air. Hey, how's it going, Roy? Very good. Uh, yeah, one thing I was going to say about the pace of play, uh, that's a big issue, and 
uh, it's, I don't think it's as much time as what Ben was saying, like three and a half hours versus three hours and ten minutes. I don't know if that makes a big of a deal, but, like, I want to see action. Like, I want to see the ball be put in play mm-hmm. as much as possible. I want to see as many batters come to the plate and put the ball in play. What, if it's a ground ball or a pop-up, whatever. But watching somebody take, like, have an eight-pitch at bat, and, like, if you're a baseball guy, that's really cool because you can – you can pick what pitch is coming. Okay, he's going he's to come back with a changeup. He's got, he's got to foul it off. And baseball, people understand that, and that's exciting to them. But like the texter said, we're not going after the baseball people. They're going to – it's like the super conservative people when the election comes around. They're going to vote Republican. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yes. They're going for the people in the middle. And the people, on, the people that turn on and flip through their 10 sports channels and want to watch the most intriguing thing on. And – that, that's who you're going after, and if the, the ball being put in play is what we need, and I have a proposal that might help that and speed up the pace of play, um, you get X amount of pitchers a game. You get three pitchers a game, or you can't take a pitcher out of the game right. until he's thrown 50 pitches. And now the argument against that is, of course, like, well, there's too many pitches, pitches on an arm. It becomes a, a danger issue or whatever. I mean, it becomes – an injury prone to make the pitcher do that. But, and I, I get that it does, and I, you really can't get around that. But at the same time, a coach isn't going to bring some dude in for the lefty righty matchup, you know? They, they're going to they're gonna leave a guy in, and he's going he's gonna to say, throw strikes. Look, we have to have you in here. You got you to give us five innings, throw as many strikes as you can. Pitch to contact. Don't shy away from contact. Pitch to contact. Make them get themselves out. And that'll result in more balls being put in play, more fastballs down the middle, a lot less change-ups in the dirt. Um, that's kind of what I think the direction baseball needs to go. So, so it's a I'll, pace I'll issue. And- yeah, Matt, we appreciate yeah, that. For sure. Thank you. Thank you. No, and, and, you know, Matt sounds a little younger. He's probably more in tune with that pace. And, you know, Ben identified that as well, that in his mind it's not more about the length of games, which I, I know that matters for television executives, and that's something they're trying to address. But it's also just the action. Or times in Major League Baseball or baseball in general, the lack of action. We want to see more. I, yeah, I would want to see more too. Less downtime, more action, less exchanges on the pitcher's mound, less amount of time in between innings. That, that's one too. Like inning exchange, nine players come off, nine come back on, warm up tosses. Here we go. I, I still think you could play a lot with that, and, and that would change how we view the pace of things too. Uh, again, in addition to a pitch clock, which, you know, maybe you put it 15 seconds. Maybe you can't go through 17 different signs. No, no, no. Yes, fastball. All right, we know after you shake your head 10 times, a fastball is coming. Just broadcast it on the scoreboard. Uh, maybe it's less time between pitches, too. Less time between innings. And more of a pace of play feature to increase the rhythm of these games. You can be a little bit of a rhythm in a baseball game, and that's, you know, you, you kind of get more into it, even in a pitcher's duel. Can you put more? Could you start by putting more of the onus on the on the umpire, yeah. just to just just to police it to a little bit like they do in golf. You know, golf has a clock. Uh, you rarely have to see it, but the the rules official, the on the course officials, when you see somebody start getting behind or playing playing a little too slow, to kind of give them a warning. Hey, pick it up, or we're going to put you on the clock. The next time they have to tell you. They do put it on the clock, and you've got to, you know, you got to, you got to move, move at a certain pace. Maybe, maybe you just start there with 
getting umpires. Ump, you don't have to get. You don't have to grant time every time. You don't have to allow that batter to step out of the batter's box. Um, you you don't have to give fourteen warm up pitches. Yeah, give them eight. You know, do do something. Be be the gatekeeper. Of that come on, guys, let's go, let's go. All right, batter up. Here we go. Get in here. See what happens from there. I like that idea. Tiger fan Clint on Twitter. Roy and Ben. Should be wary of changing too many rules. NASCAR can't leave the rules alone, and ratings and attendance are in a free fall. NASCAR is beyond repair, and I think that's the small component of NASCAR's issues. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of things that have happened with NASCAR. Races were too long. They have identified it. They've tried to reduce certain things and try to keep it more compelling, uh, getting away from certain tracks and those kinds of things. I, you're, you're never going to see NASCAR reach the kind of peak that it was that it was at 15 or 20 years ago. That I mean, yeah, it's not done. I don't think it'll ever be done, but it's never going to be as popular as what it was. It's just, yeah, it's just I, how it is. I'm not sure we're comparing apples to apples here with that with that comparison, though, because the the better comparison there would be is if you started tinkering with the ball and the bat, like like baseball did there for a while. Uh, you know, you you took out the long ball. I mean, that's. NASCAR's issues have been more in how they declare a champion and then how they regulate the equipment. I don't think that's really what you're talking about with baseball. Unless you want to go back to talking about pool play, then how you... Well, NASCAR's other issue is people get bored watching a car go around on a track 500 times in five hours. I mean... Well... I mean, if that wasn't the case, then people would be consuming it and watching it in droves. Ratings are way down. Attendance is way down. Yeah, don't, you just don't enjoy it. Uh, it's not I, for I everybody. Don't knock it till you try. It. Oh God! When's hey, the last time you've been to a NASCAR event? It's been about six or seven years. Thank you. But uh, the the price of NASCAR was ridiculous. It was like a Super Bowl ticket every week. Yeah, it was. It it had gotten completely out of hand. If you want to get the casual fans back in baseball. On the text line at 986-1566, put everybody back on steroids. Chicks dig the long ball. Now you're talking. Okay. <laughs> There's some real talk now. We don't have to tiptoe around the real issues here. We Juice everybody see, up again. We want to see home runs. Man, Barry Bonds, his physique. If you go back and look at like what he looked like with the Pirates in 1992, versus what he looked like with the Giants in 2001, and it's not the same person. Mark McGuire was jacked. He was, you know, he was jacked up for a long period of time. But in 1998, I mean, the the bat looked so tiny in his hands because he was so big, so chiseled. I mean, he looked larger than life. Well, he was. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right, steroid air. I still think he's the hitting coach maybe in St. Louis somewhere. You know, he's he's made himself a nice career. I don't know if he belongs in the Hall of Fame, but whatever. Six five four seven six two seven. More on this coming up. We're gonna talk some college football in our third hour. If you want to talk with us, give us a call. Be happy to put you at the front of the line. Similar to appreciate the text as well. We'll give you the uh, recognition there. As always, if you shoot us a text, let us know who you are, where you're texting from. Much more likely to read it over the airwaves as well. It gives us a nice way of identifying what's.